Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raised on the Diz. If you listened to our last episode, I know we said that we wouldn't be back here recording until we came back from Disney World, but we had so much fun um, that we wanted to do another episode. And actually, you know, what it is was that we thought of all these other tips. I think, you know, maybe eventually we'll run out of things to say. I sure hope not. But uh, I know that I was thinking of tips for our audience, and Zolian was as well. Anyway... I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here with my wife, Zoli Ann. Hi, everyone. So what we're talking about today is we're going to do, um, we'll put a little bit more structure on the program this time around, and so we're going to do five tips. And how this works is it's pretty simple. The name is pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to give five tips, and Zoli Ann is going to give five tips, and we wanted to try to make them about two very similar topics. And so for today's program, they are going to be tips on traveling. And today we're going to focus on air travel. And then Zolian has five tips on packing. And I don't pack. I pack my my own suitcase. You know, I can handle that. But um, I was the kind of kid in elementary school that uh, my second grade teacher looked at my desk and just basically said, ay, ay, ay. Um, so that is how I pretty much was. My locker, uh, they brought a uh, drug-sniffing dog to school when I was in ninth grade, and I had crushed M&Ms at the bottom of my book bag because I was just basically a pig. And they actually called me out because they didn't know what it was, and they were trying to figure out what the substance is. And I, I said, it's crushed down M&M's. That's, that's all it is. So, uh, you know, basically that's a long way of saying that I'm not super organized no. uh, when it comes to um, just, I mean, I do keep things neat, right? Yeah, sometimes. But when it comes to packing three kids, I I handle that. So you wouldn't trust me to pack the kids? Probably not, no. But I am trusted to handle the air travel, which right. is yeah, why I'm talking about that. Right. I know nothing about that. You, you do all that stuff. So... so <laughs> That is a really long explanation about why I'm handling the one topic and why Zolian is handling the other. And you do a great job at packing, and you're going to pass along the tips, which is awesome. But we're going to get right into it. So the number one tip for travel, and you know, this is focused on air travel, but you really could, uh, we could do five tips on on driving as well. And we've had our experience in driving, and I think we'll probably do that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, today is on air travel, and very topical because there's still a lot of. Co- COVID-19 restrictions, which we'll talk about. But the number one tip actually is, you know, whether you're a credit card person or not, um, I think it's a really good idea to take advantage of the credit cards offered by the airlines you use. The The thing about this podcast is that we're not experts um, and we are learning. And so I will say up front that we basically just use two airlines, Spirit and Southwest. And where we live, Spirit flies out of a smaller airport that we live near, and then um, Southwest flies out of a larger airport. And so we really just alternate them. And what I like to do is use uh, the points on one card to pay for our flights with Spirit and then use points with Southwest to pay um, for the Southwest flights. And, you know, it's not going to pay for all of your flight in in one trip all the time, but I've worked it out that we have had free flights. Basically, you're paying for your taxes 
with Spirit and with Southwest. And uh, so that is that is a really great thing to do. I mean, obviously, you still want to be paying off your credit card every month. So, you know, whether you're using it to fuel up at a gas station. And then these credit cards, too, they offer different points uh, on different things that you buy. A lot of credit cards offer points on dining. And so if you have a credit card that does that, um, make sure that you're using it for that purpose. And then you do get points, too, when you're paying off those credit cards. So you get points on the way in and points on the way out. So it's a it's a really great tool to use uh, to get free flights. I use Spirit and Southwest because those are the two that have the best programs, in my opinion. Um, you know, Spirit is definitely a discount carrier. Southwest is, is is too, but Spirit is really convenient because it flies out of an airport that's about an hour from our house, and so we use that a lot. Um, Southwest, frankly, has a really great loyalty program, and so we use them as well. So that is my number one tip that uh, definitely take advantage of those credit cards. And, you know, whenever you're traveling, obviously you're, you know, you, you will have expense in it regardless of whether you are paying with a debit card or a credit card. And so why not get the perks that come along with the card? Yeah. Good point, Zoli. And, and uh, those two airlines, especially different baggage options with spirit, you're going to be paying for your baggage mm-hmm. regardless of, of what you have. You get a personal item. You can't really do much with that. No. I mean, if you're a family that's traveling, you're going to need to buy your, your luggage. And so it's a cost for a carry on. It's a cost for a uh, checked piece of baggage. Southwest actually allots you two pieces of checked baggage, which has been a really great thing right. for us. But the caveat for us is that we can drive to the smaller airport and not pay for parking. Right. Versus the larger airport where we have to pay for parking and it's further away. And the smaller airport is just less, you know, in my mind, it's less stressful. Um, Of course, you still have to go through security and everything, but the entire process is much faster. And when you have three young children, you know, that's that's what I that's what I like about it. So I actually am looking down at your list, and I think mm-hmm. I might have stole your number one, That's but I okay. think you can elaborate on it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, my number one for packing was was just to know your airline baggage policy. Um, and, you know, I know how difficult it is to, to try to think of every single thing that five people uh, are going to need on a trip for an extended period of time. And it can be very stressful. I remember going to Florida. Now, this was several years ago. We were going with extended family, and we flew out of that airport that Nick mentioned. And, you know, here I come, like, dragging my suitcase in, and, and they, you know, the, the Spirit airline workers put it on the the um, the scale to see how heavy it was, and it was, it was overweight. Um, and so I had to frantically try to take things out uh, in order to try to be in compliance with that. So... Um, you know, definitely just know that going into it, like don't pack your bag to the, to the max and and think, okay, I'm going to weigh this at home and it will be okay. Um, because chances are that you will be over, um, and chances are you probably don't need all the stuff that you took, but I will get into that more when I talk about packing. Yeah. And, uh, actually my second point is, uh, very important point, you know, don't feel compelled to fly out of a big international airport because, you know, it's within your comfort level. You've flown out of there before. There are a lot of smaller airports. And I talked about our own experience in flying out of the smaller airport that's near us. I think the most important thing when you're looking for a flight, and it's not going to be an option for everybody listening to this podcast, because I'm not sure where people are listening from. But if you can get a nonstop flight, 
You need to do that. This podcast is all about traveling with kids. We've got a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 3-year-old. I think, honestly, the biggest problem with our older kids is their ears popping on the way down whenever we're landing, uh, whether it's going on vacation or coming back. But for our little guy... Um, I mean, he's been a seasoned flyer because we've traveled a lot with him as he's yes. been a baby and a toddler. But you do not want to spend any more time on an airplane <laughs> than you have to with a little person. Yeah, it's just the whole process. I, I said this before, but it's it's very stressful. At least I feel that way. And um, it, it's just, yes, it's something that, you know, you want it to go as absolutely smoothly as possible uh, because who knows how they are going to be now with the COVID restrictions and everyone having to wear a mask. You know, our three-year-old is going to have to wear a mask the entire time. And so, yeah, I mean, there's an element of kind of nervousness and anxiety that goes into that. Question for you, Zoling, and it's not mm-hmm. on my list, but uh, do you prefer flying early in the morning or late at night if you have a choice? Well, we flew late at night. Remember the one time coming home from Florida? We didn't plan to, but we were delayed by three or four hours. Right, and I thought like, oh, that's going to be great because, you know, he'll sleep. Or I think this was the time before. That's right, when yeah. we had the later flight. Yeah, we did. We had a later flight. And I thought that, okay, this is great. You know, our our youngest will sleep the entire time. And he 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 bawled the entire time we were waiting to get on the plane uh, at Orlando. And, you know, of course, you know, people are looking and <laughs> giving you looks, thinking, oh, no, do I have to listen to this kid bawl the whole way back to uh, back home? But... I don't know. So so in that thinking of that, I would say I would rather have an earlier flight because we had we did fly early before and our kids were were good. So I would say early if I had to pick. Yeah, I don't mind flying down early. I like to fly back in the middle of the day because then, you know, and we'll get to how early should you arrive to the airport to go home a little bit later on. But that, you know, you're not leaving your hotel super early in the right. morning to get to the airport. You still have time to, to get around, get breakfast for the kids and stuff like that. So, um, but we have had some really late flights. And the one that I actually referenced was a flight that we had in January of 2020 mm-hmm. that we were delayed by four hours and did and get back in until about three or four in the morning mm-hmm. to our airport. So, I mean, you you know, expect the unexpected with flying too. Uh, when you have time, fly. Um, that's, you know, what, what people say. But um, I think we are up to your tip. Okay. So something that I have done before, um, you know, a little less extensively than, than this time. I just started packing today. And so that's why this is kind of right uh, fresh in my mind. But um, something that I'm doing... For the kids is I am using um, Ziploc bags, like the gallon storage bags, and I'm marking them with not only their names, but then also each park um, that that particular outfit is supposed to be worn to. So for our youngest, who is three, what I did is I put two outfits uh, in each of these these bags, one for Magic Kingdom, one for Epcot, one for Hollywood Studios, one for Animal Kingdom. And so in my mind, this is going to work out well, because whenever it is time to go to that particular park, um, if Nick or myself, whoever is dressing him, we can take one outfit out, put it on him, and then just keep the extra outfit in the bag, throw it in a book bag, and take it with us into the park. So for any of you with young kids, I I always try to take an extra outfit um, for, for little kiddos, just because you just never really know, especially kids that are still in diapers, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and so to me, I'm hoping that that will keep uh, our mornings a little bit uh, less stressful as we're getting ready to head to to the parks. 
And you mentioned about taking extra clothes. Where would you go to change a child if you had, you know, if, if the child had an accident in the parks? So, you know, of course there are restrooms that are, you know, stalls. And I think there may be like one, um, I'm thinking about Magic Kingdom in particular, there may be like one family bathroom uh, with each of them. But a place that is uh, even nicer to go to change a a kid, uh, if he needs a diaper change or fed or whatever, um, are the child care centers. And each park has one. Um, For Magic Kingdom, for example, it's right at the end of Main Street. And it's facing the castle. So it's kind of, you know, you walk to the end of the street. It's on the left-hand side. There are signs. It's typically right near the, like, the first aid center. And these places, I knew nothing about them before. Whenever we took um, our older two kids, they were actually pretty young as well. But I never knew they existed until we went a few years ago ourselves. Um, And I realized that they had these really great child care centers. And what they are is there are several rooms in them. There is one room that is nothing but, you know, changing tables. Um, There's one room that has high chairs. Now, I'm sure with COVID, you know, there are maybe some restrictions that go along um, with those areas now. But, you know, it's a great place to go if your child needs fed. If you have a very young child, they need fed. They need a high chair. They need changed. And even if you forgot something, uh, diapers, formula, wipes, they have all of those like basic, I think baby food even, um, basic things that you may need for a kid right there at the park. So that's another Nice tip to remember if you're traveling with with really little kiddos. Yeah, and if, if you're traveling with really young kids, the unexpected will happen too. Yes. And it's it's definitely happened to us. My third tip, um, definitely something unexpected that the world has been experiencing over the last 14 months. Brush up on the COVID regulations before you head out on your trip. Um, I won't say anything else about it right now other than Disney is starting to phase out their mask requirements. You don't have to wear a mask when you're outside in common areas right now. And I would anticipate definitely since Orange County, Florida has gotten rid of all of their COVID-19 regulations that Disney will soon be removing the mask mandate overall. But that hasn't happened yet. But one area that it definitely hasn't happened is airplanes. Everybody still has to wear a mask at airports and on airplanes. And that means yourself and all of your kids if they're over the age of two. So if you have a trip that's coming up uh, soon, within the next six months or so, If you have a small kid under three years old or even a three-year-old, start practicing the mask now. You know, I would anticipate that the regulation would not be there if you have a trip in the the distant future or even the near future. But for right now, it is there and people are actually being asked to leave aircrafts because their kids are not wearing masks. So I know that we have been working with our youngest, our three-year-old. We've been working with him and feel pretty confident that he's going to wear the mask. But it is something that we have been working on since we returned from our last Disney trip last summer. So it is definitely, if you're going to Disney World anytime in the near future and you're flying, start working with your kiddos on those masks now. So that is just a, a brief and succinct tip. Um, on that. And uh, that is the reality right now is that you still have to mask up uh, for uh, flying. Yeah. And zero, you know, zero tolerance policies with a lot of those, those airlines. Um, So jumping back to to packing, uh, something to kind of keep in mind, and I am not in any way an expert when it comes to this. I am the person that always packs as if I'm going to a deserted island and I'm not coming back for like 30 years. Um, I take everything 
kind of to the extreme. The last few times that I've we've traveled to Disney, I'm really trying to get better with that. Um, and something that is helping me a little bit, at least as I'm gathering things for the kids especially, uh, is the fact that there are laundry facilities at each of the Disney resorts. So regardless of whether you're staying at a deluxe resort or a moderate or a value resort, there are laundry services on site, which is really great. So, you know, take advantage of those. Um, you know, that just knowing that, that you have a washer and dryer available to you, hopefully that kind of sticks in the back of your mind and that helps you as you are packing, that you don't need to take every single piece of clothing that your child has. Um, you know, take an evening, come back from the parks a little early, maybe send your husband or your wife or whoever to the pool with the kids head on over to the laundry area um, and and do your laundry. And what's really great is the last time we went, we actually stayed in a, a room that had a washer and dryer in it. And so I was able to get all of our laundry done before I even started home. So there's nothing better than that, than to get home and not have a pile of laundry that you have to do. So keep that in mind. It may save you from from overpacking. And they also offer dry cleaning if that's a service that you were you would need. I can't imagine a time that we would need dry no. cleaning at the resorts, but they do they do offer no. dry cleaning as well. And I just verified that on the uh, Disney World website. So that's a great tip for families. One that we've taken advantage of, whether we've had to use you know the the common laundry right. rooms or have had a a uh, laundry and dryer a washer and dryer rather mm-hmm. in our room and uh, with. Some of the resorts being closed down in Disney World over the past year, guests have been moved to Disney Vacation Club villas from hotel rooms. And so some people might have gotten a taste of having laundry facilities Mm -hmm. in their own room and might be looking to return to those kind of accommodations now that the COVID-19 pandemic is winding down. But those are the rooms where you have your own washer and dryer right right there. So you have that added convenience. But all of the resorts do, as Zillian mentioned, have laundry rooms. This next one is one that we we don't have personal experience with, but a little bit of a, an anecdote, a story um, that I'll tell around it was that my parents and my sister and her husband and their kids were in Walt Disney World earlier this spring. And when they went back to Orlando International Airport, they barely made their flight. Mm-hmm. There are longer than anticipated lines. At Orlando International Airport right now, and I think you know it's not all the time, but uh, there have been some reports of longer than expected lines. So you need to give yourself plenty of time. And we've had long lines at Orlando right. as well, and I've been traveling for for work where I've been in long lines there too. So I think it is notorious for longer lines, and definitely with. Um, the COVID regulations, that is still the case and, and maybe a little bit worse. So um, with the reports of folks running really short on time after getting through security, definitely uh, work that into your trip. Know that uh, there have been some issues and give yourself a little bit of extra time to work through security. Right. Better better safe than sorry. Absolutely. All right, we're up to tip number four for packing. Um, anything that you might forget with regard to like personal hygiene items, uh, this is something that I really struggle with the most, I think. Um, especially, I don't know, I, you know, sometimes I'll take three bottles of nail polish and I don't even wear nail polish, but I think I need it. So I, I really overpack with everything um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, so if you do forget anything, even without a car, 
at the resort. Um, now, of course, you have a car. You can go off-site and, and get whatever you need at any store. But even if you don't have a car, like we are not going to have one this next time, you can purchase personal hygiene items at the gift shops in the resorts. I know typically when you think of gift shop, gift shop, you may think of like just a place that you can buy souvenirs. And of course, there are souvenirs there. But there is a section with medications and um, any kind of like personal hygiene items. There are, you know, breakfast foods and there's even like a um a kind of a line of coolers um that have things like milk and things like that frozen Um, pizzas yes frozen pizzas which can be very convenient uh if you're at the parks late and don't get a chance to eat on your on your way back um but there you know just know that those types of things are available to you even if you are on site don't have a car and you happen to forget something. The last time, last August, we were at um, Wilderness Lodge, and our oldest son has glasses, and his the the one screw in his glasses um, was really loose. I didn't bring the little kit to tighten it up, and so Nick went down to the gift shop, and they even had those. So they have a lot of stuff. So keep that in mind. And if you're staying off-site, it, you, you know that there are plenty of convenient places to go, Walmart, Kroger. Publix, you know, all of the different Target. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a lot of different places if you're staying in Kissimmee or Orlando. So uh, that's a good tip for for offsite folks as well. But you're not in you're not inside the Disney bubble staying offsite. And so you can go to those places. If you don't have a car and you're staying on site, you're basically looking at ride sharing. Right. Um, And, you know, folks may have different level of comfort Mm -hmm. if they're traveling with small kids, car seats, different stuff like that with taking advantage of ride sharing services. So it's good to know that those markets are there and they have pretty long hours as well. I'm thinking back to our stay, our last day in Disney World. I believe the market closed maybe past 11 o'clock. So check those hours. And, you know, as you know, with kids, things happen at the most inopportune times. Mm-hmm. So you might need something late at night. And it's good to know that those services are there. And don't be afraid to call the front desk too. As with any hotel, there's different things that they can help you with. Absolutely. So I am going to take my last tip here. And this is a topical one for us because we've done a lot of traveling with our youngest and before that, our two oldest. And it's a pretty simple tip. Relax. People are going to look at you. Your kid is going to cry. It's it's a scary experience for them. They might be on their first plane trip and people might look at you, but who cares who's judging your kids? Mm-hmm. If they're looking at you, if people are looking at you, making faces, if you're, if you're feeling judged, just know that, um, first of all, I mean, this is temporary and your kids are just learning what is acceptable in these types of situations. And the people that are looking at you, they obviously don't remember what it's like traveling with kids um, or, or, you know, there's a lack of understanding. But understand that there's nothing that you, you really can do about it. It's, it's, right. a, it's a new situation for them. Our kids struggle a lot, our older kids, and it's not a situation where they're going to be really upset on the plane other than, you know, being, being very uncomfortable with uh, their ears popping. Right. I mean, they, they have a lot of a, – a, it's a vacation, Enjoy the time with your family. Understand that, um, you know, there's there's nothing that you can do about other people and, and just relax. 
Right. And, you know, for those people that may be giving you dirty looks and wondering, why are you taking your child on this this airplane? Um, yeah, either they don't remember what it was like to travel with kids or they haven't had kids yet. And I think that a lot of us can think back to the days pre-children and think about all the things that, you know, we, we said we would never do with our kids or we would never accept. But, you know, we all we all do them now that we have them. So um, to keep that in mind. And don't forgo the trip because you're worried about what people will think about you if your kid's upset at an airport. Your kids are going to have a great time. Kids of all ages can have a wonderful time at Disney World. Kids from babies to toddlers like like our little guy and obviously kids that are bigger than that. They're going to have a wonderful time. I think our youngest, he's had a different time every time that Mm -hmm. he's gone to Disney World, but it's been a fun time for him and we've seen it. We've seen that he's had a good time. So don't forgo a vacation because you're worried about what people might think in an airport. Right. Absolutely. Uh, or certainly at, at Disney itself. I mean, Disney is is for kids. So it's, it's for all these little guys. So, you know, and anyone that may be listening who uh, tends to be a little more stressed um, or not as tolerant, kind of keep that in mind that uh, that the kids are, are who we're doing all of this for. It's a park for kids. Absolutely. <laughs> and us too, but but mainly for them. Um, and our final tip, that's a really good tip actually to leave everything on, but I do have one more. So I'm going to go ahead and squeeze this in here. Um, remember as you're packing, this is the final packing tip. Remember to leave some room for souvenirs. Um, there is a ton of stuff that, you know, you can buy. I'm not saying go and buy every th- little thing that your kid wants, but I mean, you probably will buy something. And if you buy anything that isn't like a t-shirt, um, you're going to have to have room for it in your luggage or on your carry-on. Um, and keep in mind, if you do buy anything that's a little larger, like I know the, the couple times Nick and I have went down, we're, we're, really, <laughs> we're really into Halloween and uh, the Haunted Mansion is one of our favorites. And so we have purchased some of like these Haunted Mansion figurines to, uh, to put out at Halloween time. And they're kind of, they can be big and they're in like big boxes. And so Disney will ship an item that you buy like that uh, directly to your house. So when you purchase it, of course, you have to pay to have it shipped. But that will save on stressing over how am I going to get this item into a suitcase or onto a plane? How am I going to have to struggle with this thing through security with my kids? Um, keep that in mind that, you know, if you have these smaller souvenirs, have room for them somewhere, or if you purchase anything bigger, just have it shipped home. Uh, you will certainly be glad that you did. Absolutely. Thanks for that tip, Soling Ann. So that's basically a big overview on packing and traveling, mm-hmm. two topics that run together. And that is going to do it for today's program. Next time we see everybody, we're going to be talking about the five things that we're looking forward to for our upcoming vacation to Disney World. And we actually polled the kids and they gave us their top thing that they're looking forward to as well. I want to give people a heads up that they can follow us on Facebook at Raised on the Diz. And we're also uh, on our website, RaisedOnTheDiz.com. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Have a magical day. And have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. <laughs>